Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Binge Town TV. We are back with our coverage of Sci-Fi's Winona Earp, episodes seven and eight, titled "Loves All Over" and "Hell Raising Good Time." So we're back with 4B and for not these boys, but we all had to wait months and months and months. So this was epic. 4B got its own full trailer. I remember uh, one of the main things was Doc being like, I'm not ready to lose my greatest love of all. And like, there's a lot of really good bits. Um, I'm going to send this to you after, but these two are very like peak, super wacky and fun. Not like too much plot moving, but there's definitely some good tidbits, but Mostly just like pure chaotic sci-fi goodness. What did you guys think? Well, I think we got exactly what we wanted to hear. The return of the Garden of Eden talk. So now we know that there's going to be some kind of, you know, Garden of Eden endgame story here for the season instead of just clans and whatever, you know. But I will say that, honestly, with these two episodes, I enjoyed them a lot, but they just didn't seem like endgame type of episodes. It just seemed like they assumed that it was going to keep going. And this is just the random episodes of random seasons in a long TV show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, to quote the legend doc holiday, it seems like we're running out of road. <laughs> <laughs> See, I thought episode seven was good. It was fine. And then like Jimmy said, I'm really happy they brought back the garden of Eden. I don't even know if we're going to go that into it though, which scares me a little bit. It might just be a connection to be honest. Thought episode eight was the weakest of the season so far. And wow. I have my reasons for that, but uh, I thought the ending Jeremy stuff was amazing. Yeah. I had a bunch of problems, especially with the character assassination of Eamon. I thought he was Meister Eamon. I thought he was just terrible in episode eight. Like just, it didn't feel consistent with his character. Cause I thought he was so good before. And I was like obsessed with him. I thought he was like charismatic and it's just like the whole um, rotten. What's his name? Rotten Jack at the end. I thought was like stupid because it just felt like they were making him seem like a threat when he wasn't at all. And um, Ron Jack goes back to the bad guy of the week kind of thing that we had earlier in the show. Which yeah, I, I wrote that at the end right of my now. episode things. I was just like, it's a weird decision writing wise to go back to the bad guy of the week is what I wrote, especially this late in the game. And I even was in for the Cleo stuff at the end of episode seven, but then they Clanton's aren't even in episode eight just felt like a more one-off which might as well be season two things and again like i said i, I really didn't like what they did with um Eamon. i thought that was like a miss with me yeah luke loved Eamon, and i yeah i thought it was definitely weird how they treated his character i didn't like him as much as you did luke so i didn't really take any pain to it you know it was just it was what it was to me i mean i liked episode eight i just think that in my head it's a shame that i know that the series is ending mm-hmm. because I just don't think we're getting enough. And it, if this was just like I said, season four and we had five seasons or six seasons, I'd be like, all right, I like these episodes. They're good. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm worrying about what this ending is going to be, I mean, I do hope that we're going to get the wedding, like Kyle said, for the finale. And we're going to see Robin as a plus one and a different actor and remembering Jeremy and loving him. Yeah, that's yeah. Jeremy stuff was good. I thought, I mean, Okay, whatever about the face switch, that's just kind of behind the scenes kind of thing, it seems like. But I thought that was all good. And it honestly made me even forgive Jeremy earlier in the season for how he treated Nicole. Like he was dealing with a lot more shit than I thought. I really thought Robin was just going to be fine out of the show, safe. That's a happy ending for him. But now that like all that emotional weight came in, I I thought that was way better. And I I thought the Jeremy stuff was a highlight of especially especially for episode eight. But then I I disliked the Rachel stuff. I thought that was a little 
clunky how they wrote all that and just her going downstairs with the basement like when she's told not to and for no reason letting billy out and then not following up with any of that yet that all felt a little weird but i do i'm okay with how cleo is kind of shaping up to be a semi bad guy going forward and that there's a lot more to the reapers than we originally thought because to me it sounded like that was a shitload of ancestors down in that yeah. pit that she was feeding so i'm cool if that turns into something else and it's also cool that we got some respect on ma'am's name from Eamon saying uh what's she the swamp witch she's like the swamp witch oh that must have yeah. taken something supreme to take her down so that was cool because you know ma'am had some powers that were just a little overpowered and it's good to realize that some of the other demons knew that yeah, my feelings are a little hurt, but <laughs> but uh, that's okay. I love these episodes. I agree that they're not necessarily plot moving, but I, I love them. Eamon, I mean, I don't think we really knew what his motivations were to start. I don't think it's really a character assassination at all. I think that once Doc turns on him, I was good to be like, yeah, fuck this guy. Let's like just absolutely destroy him. Um, I agree that Jeremy stuff is great. Um, so you were right. The behind the scenes stuff with Robin was that the actor was on another show. And because of like COVID and stuff, you can't like. What was the sure other show? Like, I, I can't remember, okay. but um, he just couldn't get to um, Alberta to shoot. So um, I think that was an okay way to do it. But I agree with you guys where it could have probably just been left off. But I thought Varun gave a great performance there anyway. Mm -hmm. so. I just think that the just end this Eamon conversation, because I don't want to make it seem like my whole review is based on his character and like how his decisions like it felt that he was a super neutral character and there was nothing wrong with him coexisting with the Earps, even when they're in full kill demon moods. Like, Winona keeps threatening him and letting him know. And I love all that because, yeah, like, if you fuck up, we're going to kill you. But then when it comes to the Rotten Jack stuff, it just felt weird that he was willing to just do that whole it felt like they were trying to do a modern thing where, like, he's going to do the Instagram live stuff. And then once Rotten Jack got there, who was has no powers and is not really super threatening at all, he's like, oh, they're all yours and he like locks the door and leaves like like doc holiday winona erp are gonna lose to this fucking pumpkin guy with a pitchfork just because <laughs> I, like i don't know i just felt like that was that was kind of lame yeah some more behind the scenes stuff is that that auction was supposed to be all in person a million demons in the room it wasn't supposed to be like a modern mm. take on it but oh that's COVID, pretty cool covid fucked it um mm. Yeah, so I do like how he was like oh, when he's saying like all the people here you're missing out, and then the, like the other demons are looking around like what? There's no one here. Like, <laughs> I like the auction idea. I thought that was fun. Yeah. I, I do agree that the kind of ending of of Jack was just a little anticlimactic. Didn't really yeah. make any sense to me. I still don't really understand what happened. But I just it was funny that Eamon has two just vastly different episodes in seven and eight. Mm -hmm. thought he was great in seven. I thought yeah. the whole thing where he's in love with Waverly, Wynonna's in love with him. I thought that was really funny. It was funny to see him acting that way towards Waverly. But then, yeah, yeah I mean, episode 80 kind of flips the switch. And I mean, I think it's reasonable that he would try to take advantage of the situation where the Herb sisters have no memories. But why is that a bit bigger advantage than before Wynonna had the gun? Like, why not kill them? And why help them get Peacemaker if your end goal is going to be to kill the Earp sisters? Why wait until they get Peacemaker well, back, then lose their memory, then take advantage of the Jack thing? That's money, money, money. Yeah, I mean, well, he was doing the, the betting 
for the money and then he was doing the auction for the money. That's the only thing I could think of. But I mean, I do mostly agree with what you're saying, Luke. Yeah, let's talk about episode seven, because I thought it was a great episode back. I mean, Dimitri was a great if you're going to call him a demon of the week as a Cupid. It was a sweet one. And there was a lot of funny character things. Bunny's back in this episode, which I loved. Bunny is such a wacky character. I love the beginning parts where Nicole proposes to Waverly on the couch, the couch they originally hook up Mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. And then um, nothing is better than Doc's toast. To all the kisses we have snatched and vice versa. Yeah. <laughs> In front of Rachel. It's like yeah. we didn't yeah. even say that this is one month later, right? Yep. Yeah. Big, many times skip. And I wanted to ask you guys, Kyle and Jimmy, is Winona and the way that they were um filming her and just how like they had the music and the dialogue, was that supposed to be her spiraling a little bit? Or is that just like it's a month later. She's still dealing with Doc, not talking with her. She's just going back to drinking heavy. I can't really tell. Is that a spiraling thing from having killed Holt prematurely? Or is that just, you know, how she goes through these waves of, of being emotionally chill, then a little unstable, which is fine. Cause I kind of, lo- I hope it's the second one, a little bit more yeah. her She's dealing more fun. with. Yeah. Like why is she, she shouldn't be that upset over having have killed Holt. In my well, opinion. I think. So I definitely took it like it was a spiraling thing of a montage, but more so because her and Doc aren't good, not because she cares that she did what she did. Like she even says later, you know, Doc lame or whatever, basically saying, Mm -hmm. like, don't mess with my morals. I know what I'm fine with what I did pretty much making whatever jokes you made about it. Um, I think it was more like I'm getting hammered and I'm upset. I don't have Doc. And I, I took it as a spiral montage. I mean, she wasn't really like. I mean, I, it's hard to say because she was messed up this entire two yeah. episodes, pretty much, whether it's the party they had for Nicole and Waverly or the gas that screwed mm-hmm. them up, like whatever it was that she was pretty hammered most a lot of the two episodes. But I I guess we'll find out how much she's spiraling. But I took it. I took it like that. I think I take it more of a, it's a combination of the doc thing and also very explicitly in episode eight that Waverly and Hot are getting married, and that yeah. thought kind of scares her. I really don't think she thinks about Holt at all. Okay. Yeah, agreed. I like that so much more than because I agree. I think it is that. I just wanted to yeah. make sure that it, we, it wasn't going to be a plot line later down the road. But how do you feel, Luke, about the fact that Winona and Doc are still doing this song and dance? Because I know that you said that you were going to be upset. Yeah, I mean, I don't know because it doesn't seem like Doc's like fuck Winona, she's a terrible person. I won't help the squad right now because I'm so mad at her. And it does still seem like it's gonna, there's that edge is still there, especially from Doc's side. Because at the end of the love episode, episode seven, Winona and they're holding each other. Winona's like, I don't want to let go. Yeah. And then Doc just like picks her arm off and then like yeah. pushes her away and just walks out. So it seems like it's more coming from Doc's side, yeah. which is better than if Winona just starts being the worst because because of what happened at the end of the last episode. Yeah, that I mean, hurt my heart when he does that. Yeah, I yeah. do. I thought there was a chance that he was going to give her a hug or something. Yeah. I was making dinner. I was making a little corn chowder. I was having a nice <laughs> little vibe going. The love episode was happening, and then that happened, and I was like, damn, the soup doesn't <laughs> taste as good as it did earlier. <laughs> I bet you were treating the soup right, though, when you are oh, cooking. My, I always treat it right, bro. Yeah, but I, I mean, I 100% take it like, you know, Doc's upset with Winona, and but he still loves her and he still loves the crew and Kathleen looks cute as shit frozen like that for me. Is she frozen for you guys? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, she cheesing, just loves the episode dude. so much. She's cheesing. Yeah, it's more so like Winona 
doesn't think she did anything wrong with Holt, and she's just sad that Doc isn't talking to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess she has like a little thing with between her and Doc where she's like, okay, I disagree with your what you're saying right now, but I think it's more so just like she's upset that he's disappointed in her. Yeah. And just won't give her any loving. Yeah, I don't like it when they're not. But in episode eight, when Doc is like, what the fuck is going on with you two? Mm-hmm. Like, he's willing to be like, okay, something's wrong. I got to fix this. You know, he's chasing after only screaming why known his name, not even Waverly's. And mm-hmm. of course, when he does say that line of like, I'm not ready to lose my greatest love of all, he's like, the sisters, both of them. Of course. Yeah, the subtitles say W, like he was, I mean, they both start with W, but he was definitely going to just say Winona. And then he yeah. takes it back, which was definitely awesome because there's a chance that in these last four episodes, we might get a nice, happy, leave those two off on a happy ending, I would say. Oh, you have to. Like, yeah. They're saying there's a chance. There's a chance. I mean, I feel like even though we're still fighting for Winona, hashtag fight for Winona and bring Winona home. You know, I think they knew that there was obviously a chance it would get canceled. So we we should hope that we get mm-hmm. the the wedding and then a happy ending with Winona and our boy Doc. I'm gonna be so pissed if they end episode. Or I'm sorry, season four, and they're not in like a lovey dovey yeah. part of their relationship. I'm gonna Kath- be sad. Kathleen said the finale was written for her. So okay, so that, that means, means what? I mean, Winona is like wearing the pants in the relationship and Doc's like a servant. (laughs) (laughs) No, (laughs) I'm just kidding. It means Winona and Nicole hook up. (laughs) They almost did. Yeah, she tries. (laughs) Yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, First of all, Kathleen hit it. It was hilarious. Are you talking about the actual end? Yeah. Or you could just talk about everything. Let's talk about Dimitri a little bit. Yeah. 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 So what did you guys think when? Waverly looks at him when he turns around at the stripper joint and he has the wing scars and she's like, I know him. That was weird, but I yeah. walked away from that scene saying he was Cupid. I thought he was the Cupid. I didn't think he was a, I think he says like a yeah, Cupid. weird Cupid's. Yeah. Cupid I didn't. Yeah. Demons, yeah. I'm not going to lie. It went right over my head. Like I didn't Cupid didn't hit me up at all. I didn't think of anything like that. I saw the wings, obviously, like the scars, and I was like, "Oh, maybe he was an angel." But then the fact that, like, their conversation, I was like, "I don't, I don't know what's going on here." So until he reveals it, even mm-hmm. when the love stuff was happening, I didn't think really for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the scars went over my head, but not when the love stuff started happening. And yeah, there's been a lot of wacky, zany things that have happened in the show, but I really think that this love dust is one of my favorites. Mm. They did it. It's just like it was so many funny interactions. It was mm-hmm. interesting to see how it was going to kind of get resolved. And I like the fact that like Waverly is our person that is going through the issue and the problem because it's just she's so cute when she's flustered and shit. It's just funny yeah. to watch her like try to work everything out. Yeah, I thought Dimitri was great. I thought he was he was good on screen. It was a little bit two on the nose when it was Eamon that was his last love so I whatever about that but everything else like how he act why he acted the way he did and then just even when Waverly re-shows up at his place he's all just casual he's like yeah I'm a pizza delivery guy now and he's just like laying it down like about he's just dropping some hard knowledge about this insane spell which has so much power and then I, I just thought he was charismatic and he was a good time on the screen I'm sure we're not getting him again but it would be nice if we saw him he reminded me of a magician's character or something. Like, honestly, I, I, I really enjoyed it. He, he his, would fit his, well in that show, honestly, yeah. his personality. 
Agreed. So the reason I asked, because the first time I watched, I must have not really, he's the first person who walks out when Nicole and Waverly are like kissing on the couch and says like, get a room, like it's cheaper than a dental dam or something. So that's why she's saying she recognized him. I was like, is there some sort of weird like angel brain thing happening where it's like they never actually met, but she's like, I know him because they're like feeling this like angelic wing thing. But no, it's just because he was the guy in the beginning. That clears it up. (laughs) Speaking of angels, I just want to say that now in the intro, which I never skipped Mm -hmm. in my life, the angel has two wings. Yeah. And remember how we said the angel had one wing in the other seasons. So they're, they're making some changes. Cause I never really paid attention to the changes. I was too busy listening to the kick-ass song. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely makes some changes. Not as many as like magicians and as obviously as the magicians, but they do make some changes. I just like that Waverly is the one sticking up for love because she is the most in love. Dimitri literally says it to her at the end. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really sweet. I love it at the stripper joint when <laughs> Waverly's talking to Winona about how Nicole just wants a small wedding. And she's like, but how will the sparrows weave your gown that quickly? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Winona had a lot of funny. She was funny these two episodes, especially when she was all messed up and hammered. Yeah. So we're losing Kathleen in and out here. She might not be on. She might be bopping back and forth, but either way, we're going to keep talking about these episodes. So forgive us if we get any of the, minutia details wrong because obviously we're the rooks here but go ahead guys yeah we'll miss i guess a little bit of behind the scenes knowledge but mm-hmm. we'll survive kelly doesn't add much <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say that episode sevens i believe kathleen has mentioned are always winona and hot yes like getting drunk and i'm assuming yeah. that this was like a love drunk episode in that they both technically get love drunk Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, really isn't, and then I guess other characters are as well. But because I mean, it started off in the strip club, and I now have it in my head. Like, okay, episode seven. Yeah, me too. I'm thinking, okay, Winona and Hot are gonna get smashed for some reason, and then it turns, I guess, into love drunk, which I yeah. thought was a nice little twist. Yeah, I had that in my head as well. And Kathleen were saying that how you told us episode sevens were Winona and Nicole getting hammered, and and it's funny because in the beginning. Winona's grabbing her at the strip club saying, let's do shots and she's doing shots. So I'm just waiting for some hilarious Nicole hammered scenes. But, you know, we do get like the love drunk stuff and we have. But while we're still on the Cupid topic and the spell topic, I don't really know. Let me ask you guys as Rooks and Kathleen as the vet. What was going on in the beginning where Nicole was like getting cold a little bit, being like, stop doing it in public. And then right before the spell hit and then she's all lovey-dovey like but the con was it supposed to be done just to show us the contrast or what was in her head that's what i was thinking especially because they highlight bunny and her transition by the end into being pro you know allowing them to be who they are rather than just criticizing so i think it, it was a little bit more about that than anything else but correct me if i'm wrong if you guys saw something else i think that it's definitely that but it's definitely heightened that bunny's there I feel like hot is yeah. normally not totally like that but they are in the police offices bunny obviously is someone that she feels at least slightly intimidated from or someone that she needs to kind of show face and impress so mm-hmm. i think they just manipulated the settings perfectly to show and it was great when she flips that switch and she's like oh my yeah. god like you're so hot <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> I mean, and it's it's funny because Kathleen, did you text us saying that Nicole or Waverly is so hot because of the theme of the episode or just because she's so hot in this episode? Because she's so hot. I yeah. just like the haircut. I yeah. love it. The dress she definitely was waiting. Really, yeah, she definitely looked really good. And I just didn't know because I hadn't watched yet. So now in retrospect, I'm just I just didn't know if you were just like making fun of how everyone thought she was like so hot or if no. she actually was so hot. And I agree with both. The behind the scenes stuff for this one is that they were absolutely mortified. Well, at least Dom was mortified to have to get the light the in, light in their face. face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, I can't deal with this. Like, this That's is so ridiculous. awkward. No, but I seriously laughed so hard at the Doc and Nedley thing. And I laugh out loud at Winona Earp. I'm not saying I don't. But for some reason, that one just got me. It was it was killing me. I just love when Doc's being funny and like the whole when they're just dancing together nice and slow. It's just killing mm -hmm. me. <laughs> it's like, I cannot believe I am friends with three time curling champion yeah. Randy. Nelly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but let me but bring it, up. Let me talk about this one point, because this is this whole early part of episode seven is when that that weird Rachel stuff happens. What did you guys think about that? Because I don't, I guess maybe I'm forgetting where we left off with Rachel knowing about Billy being the Reaper. Does she, she knows that he's basically gone because of her sneaking in and getting caught by Holt and all that. She doesn't plan on seeing Billy again, but why was she so willing to just not listen to Nedley go downstairs and do all that? Was that just curiosity or was there something more to it? Because I felt like that was awkward decision-making. She just took this all as an advantage to just go break the rules and cause something, cause Billy to get free. She's a teenage girl. Yeah. I mean, my last thoughts on Rachel was that she thought he was missing when she was trying to say, like, I found his phone and they definitely did something. But she wasn't a part of the whole thing where he was being locked in the basement. So I guess, like you're saying, Kyle, the teenage love thing, she's maybe she got curious, like, why can't I go in the basement? Are you guys doing Because she knows something sketchy with Billy, but I don't think she knew anything about him being a Reaper and stuff, and that's why she's so surprised when she mm -hmm. hears his voice. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a combo of the love thing and also that she's just that age. I mean, they don't let her yeah. drink. She has said, mentioned, she uses the term olds a lot, things like that, so I think it's Correct. reasonable that she would quote-unquote rebel. That's yeah. exactly what it is, I think, the rebellion, because Billy is her best friend and she obviously like has a crush on him and they didn't tell her that she's just worried about her best friend and they just locked him in the basement and didn't do anything about it. I just, I think it's fine. And I think that once, since we're talking about the Clantons, we can go into Cleo and doc. Cause I loved that scene. I thought oh, that was so good. Hell yes. I thought Savannah who plays uh, Cleo was so good in this specifically. Mm. I, I don't know if you guys know this, but she's a main character on surreal estate with Tim. Oh, really? Yeah, she's great in that, too. She's very fucking funny. Um, but, yeah, I thought that was perfect. And Doc being in the trance uh, was great. And there was obviously, like, it was more, like, adoration and not, like, Nicole, who's, like, trying to, like, yeah. fuck Waverly in this police station. And I really like that Dimitri said that thing about, like, uh, like, they only sex will only come up if that's what they truly want you know what i mean right. like it, it's really in the eyes of the beholder or whatever the fuck um so i think that doc doesn't want to fuck cleo he just wants to be like he just adores her at that point you know i, I like that yeah. a lot and it it's almost like the i wanted to help you guys yeah. times 10 because of the love dust but mm -hmm. i also thought it was really cool how even though this spell was hitting them hard certain things 
or bringing knocking some of them back into real life. Like Doc was like knowing that something was weird with Holden Winona and they were kind of like losing each other, going into different spots. And Doc would be like, nope, can't be here. And he would go back to Nedley or or Nicole and things like that. I just thought that was cool, like that they're overpowering the spell certain one at certain times. Yeah, I thought Cleo was a highlight for me because it showed that she wasn't just going to be the bitchy one-off, no-range character. She showed a lot more range here. And she's a pretty crier. I feel like the girl herself, when she's not being a diva, (laughs) and I don't know her on any other shows, so this is my only exposure to her not being a bitch, but it was so (laughs) freaking good when Doc just goes into that heavy monologue talking about her, and at the end she goes, well, fuck me, that was hot. (laughs) Yeah. That got me good, too. I was laughing for that one. And then right after, I think uh, the next thing that Doc says that's awesome is he just says she's asking, like, why are you so nice to me? And he goes, it's what I do. I'm just a goddamn good sidekick. Yeah. yeah. And that was and that was more like a painfully said kind of yep. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And I mean, Cleo's the one who drops the huge bomb about ma'am and Nicole's deal. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's why he doesn't want to be with Nicole when they're all dancing after Winona love bombs them because he's like mm, betrayal. No, nope. yep. like even the spell can't break that. He's obviously like, so hurt. And so I wonder how much, like how that. do we have the time to deal with that? Because if we're going to deal with that, it seems like we won't also have the time to deal with Winona and Doc's ironing out plus dealing with Eve plus dealing with the Clantons. And this is what an hour, three hours of television left. That's a lot to to clean up. And obviously something's going to be left open-ended. And I'm hoping that they just start sliding the Wyona and Doc thing under the carpet. And that doesn't need to be the centric theme of a main episode coming up. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to, I feel like we've been doing that dance this whole series. I think it'll be a combo of like threat level, a million with this fog combined with Waverly and hot solidifying their relationship even more, which kind of takes Waverly a little bit away from Winona. So she's a little more lonely. And now we have this big threat we all need to work together with. And I think that's like the perfect recipe for the two of them to kind of put aside any differences and, and get down to it. Is the big threat Eve or is the big threat, the clans? No, not the clans. The clans are, are nobodies. I feel like compared to the mind altering fog and Eve. Okay. Yeah. And going back to Nicole and Doc, I feel like Doc's pretty reasonable in the way where she could just be like, listen, you know how much I love Waverly. I painfully made this deal with the devil that you pretty much have done before, too. Mm -hmm. Sorry. And, you know, she'll do the whole like explaining of why she's so sorry. And she even said, like, she was not going to marry Waverly because she was like, Waverly might not want to talk to me anymore after she knows I made this deal. All you got to do is explain that to Doc. I feel like he's always been pretty much like, okay, I heard that. And I feel like Hot is usually very level-headed when they speak about emotional things like this. I feel like she always has a decent perspective and would be able to articulate that well to Doc. And Doc mm. is, again, turning this corner in his life about the way he views things and morality and, and things like that. So I feel like, again, that that would lend itself to him being more agreeable almost about her decision. Mm-hmm. How about Ma'am Clanton just being dead as hell in that chair? Cleo just hiding under the truck like i don't know what to do about this but all in all i think rachel letting go billy is literally just a plot device to get billy and get cleo someone to team up with now they have like at least two of them and billy's not like too far gone so he's i think he's. Yeah, did we see uh uncle reaper talk at all or is billy the first time we saw that well that's that's a question that i have like 
So do we just assume that they can be invisible to who's not marked and you can just talk while you're invisible and they can hear you? Like he talked to Rachel and she was like, Billy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She she, she was know. marked at one point though, wasn't she? Mm-mm. No, that was when she Winona. thought she was wearing she Winona's, Winona's jacket. And, jacket. Yeah. Okay, never mind. I just think it's like we're supposed to believe that there's a there's like stages you go through as a reaper where mm-hmm. when you freshly are turned, you still have some sort of like mind and you can maybe talk, but you're you're still a reaper. You're so bad. Like if someone does the yeah, I mean blood, you're beat. Uncle Reap looked like hell. He looked like hell, man. So you know he's been reaping for a while. I'm so curious to see if Doc's conversation with Cleo has any effect on her and her not wanting to just kill him. Well, that's the thing about this whole love potion thing or love spell. It made him say what needed to be said so that she knows that she has a purpose. Like her purpose is literally going to be to destroy the herbs. I guess like you're saying, she'll leave Doc out of it because she likes him now. Yeah, she wasn't under the spell. So it's not like anything she was saying wasn't genuine. No, I'm saying his him being under the spell made him say what he said to give her like, you know, the oomph to just be like, yeah, you know what? My mom was a POS and I don't I don't agree with her, but I'm going to finish her whatever her journey. I'm going to finish her purpose and not let her see it, you know? Yeah. No, I'm back in on the Clanton storyline as being something because that does at least hint at big picture because it's again, it's Wyatt Earp's biggest rivalry ever. Right. Like that's what they said couple episodes ago so i'm fine with that being the end if we're not if we're going to skip eve and stuff but uh i don't think we can take another episode away from them because episode eight they didn't even they weren't even talked about it, i don't think maybe maybe at the end of episode eight is when cleo and billy met up or that yeah. might have been seven either Blue way i think the next four episodes need to be super clanton uh centric if they're gonna be the final conflict yeah be your own legacy cleo the Aaron fucking legacy would be sweet if she teamed up with them against Eve, because then that would solve all of the loose strings. <laughs> I just um, I don't know, man. I, I'm glad they brought up Garden of Eden, but they better hurry if they want to bring Eve back. Mm-hmm. There's a few before we switch to the Halloween episode. There's a few things I love. Um, Winona in the back of the truck with the stripper hat on is so good when she's like, girl, you could get it. Nobody wants that. It. You get it. Like all talking funny. about bunny yeah. and like he's like you you fixed her with your magical coochie. <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. that was hilarious. Talk about Winona and Eamon. That was that was hilarious when she goes to the glory hole. Yeah, I mean they they gave Mercedes a, a name drop, and I was hoping we were gonna see her, and we didn't. Yeah, that might be a four A first four B kind of thing, where maybe yeah. she's not gonna be in the second half, but at least they talk oh, about her. That'd be a shame. Rachel will be at the yet. wedding. Come on. Rachel hasn't <laughs> sang yet, Kathleen. <laughs> yeah, that, that's not till the last episode. But we know she dreams about singing the national anthem. Oh, I is that good? Was, yeah. yeah. So another fun tidbit is that when they're at the bar, it's kind of like the end scene where everyone gets all fucked up from the love potion and Randy and Bunny or whatever. But when Jan Arden goes up, and yeah. then she goes up and sings Insensitive, which is like her smash hit single in Canada, like Billboard Topper in Canada. She did that by herself. Like it was behind the scenes and Jan Arden was just like, hey, you mind if I just like come up here and sing Insensitive? And everyone was like, 
are you fucking serious? Like, <laughs> you'd probably have to pay a billion dollars for the royalty, royalties for that, especially to get her to sing it. And she was like, I'll just sing Insensitive. And then Nicole steals the mic and starts singing the Let's Stay Inside song that Waverly sings to Nicole in the Christmas episode. Mm-hmm. Which oh, is yeah, like, funny. you got to know to know it, but it's That's good awesome. Stuff. Yeah, see, Jimmy said you don't bring any behind the scenes knowledge that's worthwhile. So <laughs> when you when we lost you, I was like, Kelly doesn't bring anything to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but do? I stand by it. Thank you. Um, but anything else? I mean, I, I loved the whole uh, scene. Seven's we're we're pretty good on seven. I just think we should just get a little bit more but recover the the ending scene when they're all just doused in the glitter and going crazy with the pairings because that was just so many funny interactions and just who was talking with who and Nedley just falling in love with Bunny for a little bit. And that sticking yeah. for a little bit after was that's hilarious. I like that Bunny and Randy have obviously been there their whole lives because he's like, I haven't some you haven't looked this good since church camp or something, yeah, meaning yeah, that they've yeah. both been there forever and ever. And they would go home together, too, after the spell is gone. So mm-hmm. they banged. I love when Eamon asked Bunny if he has a, if she has a bunny tail hiding under there. Yeah. She's like, what a check. Yeah. So crazy. <laughs> I think the the last things are, I mean, I liked the whole conversations between Waverly and Dimitri saying he's saying, like, I I've never seen someone this in love in ever. And it is great. I mean, Waverly and Nicole have one of the best relationships I've ever seen. Um, Wynonna and Doc don't wrap up anything, unfortunately. They, they still, as soon as the potion's gone, they're beat. Um, but I think that the end of this episode of Wynonna ending at the glory hole with Eamon is crazy town. Wild. And what did you think about that? Because she was being aggressive. Mm-hmm. Super aggressive. She's just hurt. Yeah. Yeah, she's hurt. And this mm-hmm. is uh this is how Winona deals with that. Yeah. That was another huge line in the trailer. She says, like, I want to stop feeling guilty for what I am when what I am is necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Like, That's oh. pretty badass. I like that line. That <laughs> also though could be talking about the whole Holt thing. I mean, granted, it's more of the doc's upset about the whole thing, but yeah. maybe she is second guessing it a little bit. Yeah. I mean it's yeah so what do you think about that line now luke i still think it's awesome because she is necessary without winona Mm -hmm. everybody's dead so let her be her who cares if she's a little morally gray just like me or morally gray tv yeah seven's pretty (laughs) that's pretty much it i think we were hitting it throughout this whole pod Uh, but eight you know we did talk a lot about rod and jack um there's a lot of good bbd centric plots here too we get a little bit more about I, I is this new guy? I I think his name I have it written down here. Albert is it Albert? I don't even know. I don't know, yeah. but he's the one that replaced Fish Girl, right? He's is yeah. now the new head of BBD. It seems like this whole fog thing is going to be the final act kind of boss because it's because it's just growing. That's what we found out about it, and that's a cool twist on it because I thought it was just going to be the barrier barrier. Sorry, and that was all it was going to be is like, this is the reason you can't really leave anymore, but instead it's, it's growing and it's an actual threat. And if it's coming from the garden, this even adds more weight to Rachel's mom dying. Like if this was somehow related to sleeping through the garden um, realm and she like died, shutting the door that, that adds more respect to, to Rachel's mom. 
but yeah, I think it's going to, it's going to be interesting. I don't know how they're going to fight this if Eve's not involved. Yeah, that's true. And I didn't know if when Eamon says it, you know, cause when, when they say something, the, the demon with the tail and the horn says, I got some info. I got some info. Waverly and Winona are screwed up. They don't know what's going on. Their brains are scrambled. And he's like, Oh, they tried to leave. Mm-hmm. Like at first I didn't really, I wasn't registering because I just thought of something like, wait, when they le- try to leave the triangle, did that, does something happen? I can't remember, but he just knew about the gas already. So, you know, that kind of, I didn't really figure that out right away. Yeah. I thought honestly that I was like a Casey thing. I thought Casey did something. Yeah, me too. That's to what like I thought. The, Cause he put the, the area gas mask around on. his. Yeah. Yep. I will say that I really don't like Casey at all, but I, I, the, him pulling out the selling them weed, I think was good. Yeah. And that kind of, that saved the character for me. I thought that was funny, but if I'm honest, everything else with Casey, I think is just super cringe. That's wow. funny. I, I didn't expect you to say that. I mean, I was, I liked Casey. I thought his first episode was funnier, but I didn't have a problem with it. Like his, yeah. his prison, the chili cook off episode. He was a lot funnier in that one. And he was like doing a weird, like walking with like a, you know, like a, like a gangster kind of walk and like trying <laughs> to play up the millennial thing. But I think he was still fine. I don't, I don't think anything was wrong with that. He has dance like no one's watching. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. The extractor thing, was that just something that was given to us this episode? Yeah. Okay. What does yeah. it even mean? He pulls the candle out. That's man. his demon. Like, he's a half demon, and that's what he can do. That's his power. Extract like, what? Yeah, do what? Okay, so, I don't know if this is a spoiler or not, but I'm going to say it anyway. The cans that he opens up is, like, what he extracts. Like, it's supposed to be, like, I think that it's supposed to be like he keeps them, like he extracts like powers, life or source, life source, maybe or something. So, so, so like was, people were was, like, if that's a life source, did he just open one out into the world just to distract Wynonna and Waverly? Yeah. Okay, so that wasn't like I extracted light; it's an actual life source. I have to believe that. Okay. Okay, that makes more sense. I just feel like it, it was still a little lost on me. I, I guess it makes sense that the candle is kind of like a representation of maybe Jack's brain or soul or his life force. So he's the only one that could touch it. I wonder what would have happened if someone else did. Well, she he but, says that you're you would burn. You would burn. To do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, was I was just gonna let you guys too. talk when it came to the extraction stuff because I I feel like I felt the same way as you guys. It wasn't too clear about what the what that meant. I agree. Let me ask you guys a question. What's up with those ring finger claw yeah. things? Because the, the witches had them and now widows. Jack had them. Uh, the widows. Yeah, the widows mm-hmm. had them. And I was like, wait, is that going to be a widow that's hanging? Like, Because I saw the fingers. And then it was just Jack had a nice little jewelry. I liked it. I thought it, I, thought I really cool. liked Jack's design. And I thought the whole idea behind him was so good at the start of the episode. It just didn't hit the ceiling i had the expectation for it he did have the cool uh the beast walk from the magicians yeah. when he was I doing he the little hot really step cool. thing that was pretty yeah cool. i mean if you put him in season one or two then he's money i'm yeah. fine with him you yeah. know cool rotten jack was actually played by a woman like it's supposed to be a guy in the show but um i guess if, if pumpkin men have genders i don't know but it was played by like a stunt woman i'm pretty sure which is really cool um but it's so funny listening to you guys because you know, I loved this episode so much. Like it's one that I will watch every Halloween because 
the Winona Waverly swap is so good to me. And like Winona being sneaky, quote unquote, hurt about losing Waverly and Waverly's like, seems like the only person she has right now, even though she's never really going to lose Waverly and Nicole, but it's like things are changing and that's beating her up. And I love that you get a full herb sister episode of them being each other basically, which was fucking hysterical to me more so Waverly as Winona. She's being like, my training just kicked in. Like, <laughs> oh, listen, she's so fun. She's like, don't step on my nuts, man. I'm off duty. I loved it. So funny. Yeah. Yeah, like what I said earlier with the the loved us and how they've done a lot of zany, wacky things like this, and I agree with that too. I think them switching pretty much lives, essentially in their own heads, is up there as well. I thought that was so funny the conversation they have, how they're putting the little clues together, but they're getting them so wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really good. And she puts the shirt on, or rather, she smells the shirt. She's like whiskey. Then she literally sucks the shirt and she's yeah. like, I like whiskey. Yeah. You must be a bartender. <laughs> I was just going to say, let me just say, finish my thought. I really do think I watch this show differently than you guys. And this is like one of the few that I do because in The Magicians, while I super was obsessed with the relationship, I'm like, who's let's get to the big bad. Like, I need this to be solved, but whatever. You know, mm-hmm. I was still wanting the end game. And for me, when I watch Winona Earp, I'm so in it for the relationships. And I think these two episodes were just so funny and good and sweet that I love them to death. Like, I think they're excellent. I I think as I think of Rotten Jack as literally just like a pawn to for funny stuff to happen around. Mm-hmm. Not like I need him to be like such an epic like. Sometimes the demons are just dumb and stupid and you could take the candle out of its head and it'd be done. Like, I like that sometimes, you know, that's fine. And like I think Jimmy put it in really good words there that if this was a season one or season two thing, I would have been so into this episode. But it's just the opportunity cost of using this time to not make it end game stuff. That's it. I I don't want to make it sound like I hated everything because I really didn't. It was just I didn't like the aim and stuff. And then I don't like that we didn't get high level Clanton stuff or Eve stuff, but we did get Garden stuff. Ooh, so, yeah. So like I, again, I, I'm sorry if I'm sounding aggressive. I, I really don't mean to be. I just think that I'm comparing it as an a final season. We only got four left. Yeah. That's the lens I'm looking at it through. No, totally. And I agree with all of that. I just when I watch it, I'm like, ah, I don't care. But I do want to say that Bunny calls them the Clayborns. Mm-hmm. In the seventh, meaning that they probably were going by a different name, so they weren't known as the clans. That kind of answers another thing of being like, were the clans in purgatory before, or were they in hiding as the Clayborns? I liked that too. Okay, I that's took cool. that as, I took that as Bunny's dumb. <laughs> yeah, but I'm glad if that's true, Kathleen. Then I like that actually. I think it's true. If Kathleen All thinks right. it's true, then I think it's true. Head canon. Yeah. I yeah. believe you, Kathleen. Okay, let's talk about Doc Holliday as Freddie Mercury. Oh yeah, God. the jacket was money. <laughs> Wait, is did we see any examples of vampires being super strong before this? I feel like we have, right? Like, is he stronger yeah. than yeah, normal? yeah? He's <laughs> okay. yeah, he's been super yeah. Because when he freaking punches the dude out of his shoes into the ceiling, I was like, wait. Am I forgetting something? <laughs> but yeah, I love how they gave him click. the eyes and the fangs, though, when he yeah. turned around. So he mm-hmm. went vamp. And then screaming vampires. Amazing. And yeah. Speaking of that, are, can vampires touch Peacemaker? I thought they couldn't. Yeah, I had that question, too. I'm, I'm past those kind of questions now. 
since we're so close to the end, I really I don't think he should have been Doc, able to grab Peacemaker. Yeah, Doc picks it up. Does do any of the early vampires specifically? I can't remember Doc's wife's name. Kate. Kate. Does she ever touch Peacemaker? Probably not. Right. I think Winona puts it on the table when they have their drinking scene, but I can't remember if if Count Tessa grabs it. Yeah. I was just concerned that Doc was picking it up. She palms it, I thought. Doesn't she palm the, the gun? Yeah, she does. And maybe So maybe they're fine. Okay. I just like how the scene starts with Doc, like, cowering behind the bar at Shorty's, but he has the little microphone in his hand still. Like, he's staying true to the costume. I just, yeah. <laughs> I love that little thing. And also his reaction to Winona and Waverly not being themselves was so funny. He's like, girls, like he's like getting so upset. He's like, what the fuck? Why not? Like, where's your gun? Let's go. He's like, Waverly, you're in on this too, whatever this is. Yeah. He's so disappointed. (laughs) I mean, even, even the whole going back to episode seven, where when Nicole's love dusted and Waverly is like, are you possessed again? Like, I love how she knew right away, but that was great. Yeah, before anybody else gets to show how hilarious the love dust is, Nicole was killing it in the beginning. Yeah. It just to me, sometimes not just not Winona or just cable shows in general, they'll sometimes forget themselves at what kind of show that they are. And this deep Waverly should be super comfortable asking that kind of question. Are you possessed? Like mm-hmm. rather than just taking it at face value and then finding out later through some other act. So I like right. that little piece of writing there. We never talked about, I just love, okay, so Winona wakes up naked as hell, hot, in the glory hole, and then she's in the vagina curtains, and Waverly brings her a costume, it's Britney Spears, and she's a ladybug, and when they first go out into the fog, and they lose their memory, and Waverly goes, are you late for school? And she goes, whore school? Yeah. She has another good comment too. When they first roll up to Casey's RV, she knocks on the doors like it's Britney, bitch. Open up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's also I love the fact that Waverly loves Halloween because it like feels very Waverly to love to dress up in costumes like that. Mm-hmm. And I do kind of like too. They had a little bit of the characterization where they used to hate Halloween because Ward was the worst person ever. Mm-hmm. And I just like that even now we're still getting to learn a little bit more about their childhoods and kind of why the way they are the way they are. And it does make sense that, you know, Ward wouldn't fuck with Halloween a little bit because of he knows demons are real. And then the way that Eamon throughout this episode is kind of keeps saying like Hallow's Eve, it's almost like a celebration. So that all of that kind of tying together makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Freaking Ward locked Winona in a cellar for three days, dude. Yeah, he's the worst. Yep. Kathleen wasn't lying when she told us three seasons ago that he was the worst. All the all the Earp men are douchebags. Yeah. Before I say this next thing about Eamon, I just want to make sure that you guys are on the same page. He's dead, right? Like we're not gonna we don't plan on seeing him, Kyle and Jimmy. Yeah. 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 Okay. Screech was a uh, fairly feminine, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Cause I just want to say it was so I thought I took a note down as soon as Waverly and um, Winona are back at the glory hole after he fake picks them up and says, like, I'm your husband, whatever he was trying to play it off as. And he's like in the back room. That was totally his death sentence is when he's planning out the big picture stuff where he's trying to be like he's trying to take over the area. He's like the Clantons are gone. Uh, yeah. You know, the herbs don't have their memories. So all when he started listening to those things, I was like, he's not making it out of this episode. I was a little I was upset. Yeah. yeah. But that does make it sense that he would try to make that move. I mean, now that he, all these kind of players are getting cleared off the board a little bit. But I really like when they kind of are 
witnessing him going through all this stuff and Waverly's like, I think your boyfriend's a coke addict. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say that. And it's like, why wouldn't you protect me from him? I love when he first shows up and Waverly kind of just turns around and puts her arm around him. He's like, I think you deserve better than him. Cracks me up with the whole, even though they don't know each other, they're both like, I love you, baby girl. And, you know, you're my mm-hmm. girl and this and that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's cute. So cute. <laughs> I guess one of the last things we need to talk a little bit more about is something that's not cute. Jer Bear. Yeah. Great acting. I came out of left field. Oh, my God. Amazing. I was tearing up while I was watching this at work. But it's <laughs> funny that people at work are like, bro, what's going on? You all right? <laughs> I'm in the break room. I shut the door. They need to leave me alone. <laughs> they know I'm in the lab working. Yeah. Yeah. But- so, I mean, the fog's been there, obviously, since they opened the gate or the whatever to the garden of eden and he was just wandering around for weeks and he ripped his own face off poor robin all because jeremy obviously feels so much guilt for saying like go find the team go find winona Mm -hmm. go help and he did that one man i was not expecting him to get to the point where he ripped his own face off i thought there was going to be some other explanation like bbd trying to get a cure for him or something. And then Jeremy said that. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So is that supposed to be still his body and then just put a new face on him or do they body snatch him? It's still supposed to be his body. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 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 I felt so bad. I was I just was looking at him thinking, am I just not remembering what he looked like or is this a different guy? (laughs) Couldn't (laughs) fucking remember. Oh, my gosh. In the gym a little bit. He's definitely bigger body. Yeah. Yeah, so that's why oh. I want to know if he was body snatched. But Jeremy has been hitting the gym too, probably to match him. So when Jeremy first talks to Robin at the window and they're talking about the tie and whatever, and then it, it takes to the end of the conversation, Jeremy goes, "Robin, were you guys like, what the fuck?" Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, needed same. that confirmation because again, I was really like, needed. This could it. be Robin, but I don't remember. <laughs> If he didn't say Robin, it could I would have just went whoop right over my head, never yeah. would have known. I like Jeremy standing up for himself too, to um his new boss. Obviously, his new boss is a little bit of a pushover, but we have the one scene where he's like, No, like literally one hour a week is all I ask for. You're not taking this away from me. I'm finding out how much that meant to him was mm-hmm. amazing to see, even though mm-hmm. obviously it's sad for our boy Jeremy. And then also the move where he pours the almond milk with like a little bit of soy milk into the coffee that like gets a guy to have like this allergic reaction, a little cold blooded Jeremy action. Mm-hmm. I like that. I'm a little nervous though that the line in the first half of the series of this this season when Fish BBD girl says, My bosses are way scarier than these demons that we're fighting like this guy definitely doesn't fall into that category so now i'm thinking if we don't get introduced to higher ups in bbd by like next episode we probably won't and that mm-hmm. was just a throwaway line in hindsight but if not i think it's time to get i hope that he is not going to be the face of bbd going forward he might be just because of time constraint but i kind of want it like a super powerful looking bbd character to play a part in the end yeah yeah, I think this would have been a good opportunity to introduce that character, but yeah. also seems like this guy was an underling before. Like he got yeah. a promotion to be in her spot. Yeah. Rather than like someone higher than her taking a quote unquote demotion to do to, to But does that mean you think that a bigger higher up is gonna make an appearance? 
I have no idea. Yeah. Like I said at the start, I, it would have been a good opportunity to then introduce that character with the situation, but I don't think the, the jury's out on it yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, Robin has his own boyfriend now, separate from Jeremy. And it's, it's it's really interesting not to have Jeremy say, like, I'm your boyfriend. I guess Robin doesn't know the full extent of everything. They're trying to shield him. He's just in accounting. He doesn't know about a lot of things they're talking about. He's a little confused. So sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think that Jeremy is dosing his coffee or whatever every single week to ho- hoping that he'll get his memories back. But yeah, he's pretty scrambled. I mean, I think that the the deal is that they tell him maybe you did this, you did that, blah, blah, blah. But he does like he even said, like, remember, this is why known. And he's like, oh, really? Like, he, you know, he doesn't really know anything. Yeah. yeah. I think I want to talk quickly again about the final auction scene, because there were some good things to pull from here. And I, I loved pausing it on the Instagram live screen just to see like some of the odds that they had set. And then before they even said it, I knew the second it said Angel, I was like, that has to be Waverly. And the yeah. odds were 90 to one. Like, that's just not fucking happening. <laughs> and I was trying to see which one was was Winona. And the best one I could come up with was the Warrior, which were 16 to five odds. And that would have been, you know, good odds because you, you would think he's going to fuck yeah. up Winona. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> You're a demon just watching this. I said it a little early in this episode. But I just really loved that axe best. I thought it was so cool how Eamon was just running this now betting ring. Maybe it's because I have a little bit of a gambler tendency inside of me. <laughs> I try to leave that that life behind me years ago. But I lost a I dollar just... from you on Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, me and Jimmy, me and Jimmy were wagered on football on Thanksgiving. <laughs> but uh, I just it was so fun. I thought, and that's why I guess I, don't know, I had such high expectations a little bit. Maybe because of that, because I was having a blast, and then the way it ended was kind of like, well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I agree that the only time I was let down was the extractor part because I was like, what the fuck is this even? But I mean, Ron Jack didn't have uh, super low stakes. I mean, he did kill three people on screen the BBD agent, the mother, the doctor, and then made, yeah, he drug one other person in. So four people. The mother also had a chili cook off t shirt on, which I love. <laughs> I, I, I missed that. You can yeah. tell because it's literally like a dick and balls. <laughs> it's the chili cook off. It's great. That's that's good. Yeah, but um, so yeah, I agree though. It was very anticlimactic. Like, and I I just was too busy staring at Waverly in that angel costume. So because Doc's fair, last fair. line of the episode is, "We almost died at the hands of Rotten Jack." Like, no, you fucking didn't, bro. Even <laughs> if even if. Eamon locks you in there with six other fully capable people. This dude isn't shown any strength. And if he is, you're a fucking vampire that can knock his ass out or something along those lines. That's that was the only issue is like it's basically just throwing too much respect on Jack's name. Like they weren't threatened. I don't I don't think they had Peacemaker, but they weren't threatened. They had Peacemaker. Doc threw it to her. She didn't have it on her, but Casey brought it, gave it to Doc. But um. I mean, Casey did pick it up with a stick just to go back to like... That was good, which made sense. We can't end this episode without talking about Doc and Jeremy's signal. Yes, I was just (laughs) going to bring this up. Doc's like, the signal, we had a signal. And I, it's always the the plums, dude. No, but the auction was the the part that I laughed out loud so hard at is when I think they were both back to back, Winona and Waverly on the pole, like getting auctioned off on who was going to kill him, and. 
someone it's even before jeremy sticks up whatever someone bids higher on winona maybe specifically and then she's like hype about it and we was like they're they're bidding to kill you she goes i know but low-key fuck you (laughs) (laughs) she just wanted to be bid for more money (laughs) yeah Yeah, that that was cracking me up (laughs) they you were right kathleen like this season they are using at the right times their fucks and whatever you know like um nedley has gotten a lot of them at funny times but winona's had a couple good ones and and they usually mean something or or for comedic relief cleo's so, top tier too yeah yeah <laughs> fuck me that was hot so <laughs> yeah. when a behind the scenes thing if i'm recalling this correctly on the live tweet when waverly and winona are getting dress in their costumes to be the angel and like whatever Winona was like a superhero or something. Yeah. And they go back to change and they're like, fuck it up, fuck it up, fuck it up. That wasn't like supposed to be in there. Melanie Scrivano tweeted at Emily Andrus, the creator being like, why did you keep those in? <laughs> or something. Oh, I think really? They were just like goofing off. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the best. I love it. That's really it. fun. I'm sure that was, it's just fun to think that they can be surprised by what yeah. the final product ends up being. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure that was a fun little conversation with them. Yeah, That's got to be crazy. I'm just sitting here staring at a picture of Doc as Freddie Mercury. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have I have Zoom on one half of my screen, and it's just the left side of my screen is just the stash. What did uh, Winona call him? He's like, all right, Bohemian. He didn't Pre- shoot- Premium Rhapsody. Yeah, Premium yeah, Rhapsody. Premium Rhapsody. <laughs> <laughs> she's flirting with them even when she has no memory yeah my last comment here is we have to just mention sheriff nicole's seeming like she might be back hell yeah that was funny as hell too and why not like oh my god the porn is right next to me like they're (laughs) they're gonna do it right next to me oh my god red hair brown eyes stetson one of our questions from I think it was the last podcast was what the hell is going on with the sheriff. The sheriff's office is Cleo still in power. And we get confirmation that she's not because Bonnie was the only one there. One man show. And now if, if Sheriff Hall is back, that it might just be her running the show. And that's fine. Cause I want them to have all the power. There's no need for Cleo to be playing that. um the magistrate of the town and going to be evil, whatever. So I think, yeah. I, I think it might be back to Nicole. Okay. So I'm going to say one thing. Episode nine is also crazy town TV. Episode 10 is probably my favorite. One is top three or four of the series. Like okay. huge epic, like fuck yeah. T- television. So is it a one musical? More, one more super fun <laughs> episode. No musical. Um, <laughs> but next one is another demon who has a very fun power. Um, so Okay, Take that so as you will. we have nine and ten and eleven and twelve. So are we yeah. just going to do two more episodes? Yeah, or let's the, do. Or does the series finale need its own episode? Ten, Kathleen? eleven, and twelve are fucking amazing. I think we could still do eleven and twelve together. Um, eleven, we'll have a lot to talk about though. Okay, let's make that one like a weekend. Okay. Yeah. So, so before we get out of here, now that we're closing in on four episodes left, Kyle and Jimmy. Who is going to be the big bad of the ending? And like, how are we going to, I just want to, I'm curious at your take of where you think this is leaning. If is Eve a pipe dream at this point and we're going to lean into the Clantons or what do you think? How? Okay. My question, my return question, Luke is for Kathleen. (laughs) Is for Kathleen as a major hashtag erper. 
and all of our listeners now that are our friends and herpers can tweet at us. How realistic is bring Winona home right now at this point? And I know it's, I I'm probably like throwing you under the bus. If you say it's you not are. realistic, you're trying but... to get me beat up. Um, to me, I, it, it, I almost don't want to have this conversation until the end because I want okay. to have this conversation All right. when you've seen 12, so we can really dig into where could the series go from here All right. and so, what would you want from it? Because that's where I struggle. Okay. So the reason why I ask is because if there was any inkling at all to the writers, you know, producers, whatever, that there may be more seasons than I'm guessing Cleo, but I'm hoping it's going to be, you know, the mist or the gas and Eve somehow. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they're going to do it. You know, we might not be happy with how quick they do it, but I'm going to go with the garden and something to do with that. I'm going to call foul on Jimmy trying to wiggle a little extra info out of Kathleen. Before he makes <laughs> a guess. But Always. I'm going to say that it's Eve and I guess I've, does Eve and the fog have to be the same thing or can the fog just be its own thing? If, I would have given you both, but if you're willing to be that specific, even more points. Right, I'm going with just the fog. Okay, okay. so you're saying that they're going to have to throw bows with the fog. Yeah, the fog's gonna be the threat. Because, <laughs> yeah, I'll throw some bows at that fog. Throw a bow, but I think it's gonna be closing in. Like because they uh, say that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. At the yeah. End of yeah, yeah. They do. Yeah. So that okay. seems like we have a time horizon a little bit, and like like as we're getting down to the end of the season, the fog's getting closer and closer. So like closer. Waverly and Nicole have their wedding at the very center, the eye of the storm, where the fog is closing in, and and they're saying "I do" while the fog is just all around the yeah. the audience, and then and then they all die. Yeah, and they all die. <laughs> <laughs> they all rip their faces off. <laughs> yeah. I would love to that's, see that. That's how we get season five. Just completely new characters. Yeah. And we, we just... all got new faces. Yeah. We're good. Can you imagine? I just hope for my boy, Jeremy, that Robin QB1 remembers everything and he's at this wedding. You know, he needs to be there. Yeah. Happiness for Jeremy. Yeah. Look at Kathleen's deserved. reaction. Look at Kathleen's reaction. <laughs> Kathleen, Kathleen, what's going to happen? Kathleen, what's going to happen? She's straight-faced. Uh, why nice. could he be there? Why is he such an asshole, Kathleen? <laughs> <laughs> no, my final guess is similar to Kyle's, but I'll add a step further just to make it a little bit unique. I think we're, it's going to be the fog, and I don't think Eva's going to make an appearance for the rest of the season. But I also think that there's going to be some way that the Clantons, meaning Cleo, is going to be on the positive side. Meaning she's good. Okay. What Doc? What Doc talked her into could potentially and and the mixture of that plus Rachel and Billy's connection could make them be a force for good. You okay. just want a banger. You just Cleo? To, yeah, I'm in. You're I'm just in. trying to get her phone number, dude. <laughs> What's her name in real life, Kathleen? Savannah Basley. I think that's Basley. Twitter? Basley. Hit us up. Is she single? She's definitely got an Instagram. <laughs> Hit Luke up. Wow. Okay, we rocking? We rolling? All right, y'all. Well, we'll be back with episodes 9 and 10 sometime next week. This is uh, our coverage of Winona Earp. Of course, you've been listening. Of course you do that. So <laughs> I did the same thing in our Wheel of Time episode. I was like, hey, this is episode four. I'm like, you guys read the fucking podcast title. You know what's going on. <laughs> if you like what you heard, give us a shout on Instagram, Twitter, TV. Shoot us an email. Uh, if you like these boys, 
dumb dumb theories shout us out fuck off i'm just kidding i love them so and i love their opinions no matter what even if they're different than mine but yep uh we'll be back (laughs) (laughs) i hate outros i'm sick of them i love you guys all right, we just want to thank all of our Patreon supporters. If you aren't a supporter of the pod and you want to give us throw a little support our way, you can check us out at patreon.com slash TV. We have two tiers, Binge Townie and Binge Town Homie. The first tier is if you just want to throw a little support our way, it's a dollar or two a month. Our other tier, Binge Town Homie, is all the exclusive content, our exclusive podcast episodes, celebrity interviews, uncut video celebrity interviews. It's all there, guys. We appreciate all your support. We are Binge Town TV. And thank you. And so make much your peace. For listening. That's awful. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.